Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Sean. Lee. And you're punching the mic stand already. <laughs> little bit. <laughs> little <laughs> tiny bit. I'm leaving Start that in. as we mean to go on. <laughs> it's not a massive spike. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be by the time I finish mixing it. It'll wake everybody up after that sleep fest of a Spanish uh, Grand Prix. I know, yeah. It was a bit pull, wasn't it? I rushed home for that. I was at work until gone two o'clock and I flew home and kind of wondering if it was worth the effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's worth the effort that you get to talk about it all again tonight. Well, that's true, yeah. There was one story, one story that isn't the race in that race, Ooh, wasn't which, there? Which bit are you going for? The, the Hasses? No, the Red Fellas. Two Red Fellas. The two Red Fellas. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to them mm. in a bit because... Canal. <laughs> that's basically that's a podcast. What's yeah, itself. What there? the fuck is Ferrari? Yeah. Is a podcast. Yeah, I mean, somebody sent us a tweet saying, "How the hell are you going to get a ninety-minute plus podcast out of a race like that?" I did answer swearing mainly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Ferrari strategy team. Uh, right. We'll start at the back. Williams. They were there. Mm. They were definitely there. Um, I don't know if any of you follow it on Twitter, but I found it today. I've never seen it before. And it's something like uh, Formula One. Um, I can't remember. I can't find it. Oh, no, I can't bother <laughs> finding it. Um, if only you had some technology in front of you. <laughs> no, iPhone, it'll, t- it'll take. Pro, iPad Pro. It'll take too long to find it. But it's, it's like a Formula One visualized, I think it's called. Oh, the ones that do the um, pixel art. Yes. Yes. Have you seen it? I've seen Yeah. I implore anyone to go and look at that because uh, they had one from like which which were uh, whichever whichever year HRT is it was it HRT and Midland that came in what they called the two new teams Marussia sorry Marussia and what was the other one no the other one with which Karand Chandok drove HRT was it HRT yeah Yeah. it was Hispania racing or something wasn't it yeah. Uh, they they had that year and like this year on the same page. So I, I so I watched this year's visualization of going through the race, and then just to contrast, looked at, looked at last year's. HRT weren't as far away from the rest of the pack as Williams are, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, because HRT were terrible. They were awful, and then you could you could. I, I when I, I ended up watching the like watching the whole race because the whole race goes across in about a minute. Um, and it was only when it got to the end and the other cars had stopped and then the Williams came into the pitch I remembered there was Williams <laughs> at least the HRT stayed on the same picture all the way yeah. through drifting further and further and further back but even when the um, pit stops happened like the, the Williams don't even really interfere with other people's pit stops you know because after a few laps I think Hamilton was lapping uh, Cubits by lap 8 it was lap 19 that was, was the first lapping because I, I noted that on Crazy. the blog. Yeah, that, that is how far off the pace mm. they are. And apparently Williams aren't going to hire new technical staff to fix the problem. They're going to do it all in-house with the people that they've got. Yeah, good luck. No, I, I think they're probably right. I don't think it's the brains in there. They are one of the teams that have been around the longest. I... Uh, they they had um, they've they've had two like really top Formula One guys in over the last couple of seasons. They haven't managed to make a difference. So it's something else. We know what we, we you know what I think it is. 
you might have mentioned your opinion once or twice. Yeah. Do you know what? This is going to be a great one to talk about next week when Scarbs is back on with us. It'll be brilliant. I, I missed that, didn't I? Because I was, was I in hospital last time, Scarbs? Yeah. 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 So, uh, no, it will be. It'll be great. So, yeah. Um, plug in next week's show already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have Craig Scarborough on next week because, obviously, there's a lot of new updates coming through. There's a lot of things from testing that are going, that's going on in the next couple of days to talk about. And Scarbs is a general mine of information. Mm. So looking forward to that already. Actually, just to get another plug in while we're on, <laughs> we have our other show on Patreon that um, helps support everything that we do for the main podcast. And you can subscribe to that from $1 a month. And if you go to patreon.com slash three legs per wheel, you can sign up there. You get an extra show and uh, occasional sort of exclusives. Some shows posted early. Mm. And there'll be another one of the exclusive early shows coming up soon because we're doing a um, live from the track with Sean Kelly at Canada. Ooh. Sorted that out this afternoon. Oh, very good. I've just got to find the time to record it because it's slap bang in the middle of TT. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we've got those coming up. Back to what happened in Spain. Alfa Romeo next. Not a great week for them. They were also a bit of a, yeah, they were there. Mm. First time... Flew off the track at the start, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Qualifying wasn't great. Um, they seemed, seemed off the pace on Saturday, and then Kimmy getting a bad start on uh, on Sunday, ending up 14th. And Yeah, and then in the race, Giovinazzi was pitted there? very early, pitted lap 7 or 8, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really early stop and switched on to hard tyres, and then they just didn't work either. Well, you feel the races that uh, Ferrari are going to struggle at uh, Salva will probably struggle as well. Potentially, yeah. Could, mm, yeah. could be. I think this I think this might have this could also have been a case of strategy gone wrong because Kimmy was playing just wasn't there. Yeah, Kimmy was playing catch up, but hard the hard tyres were uh, one point three seconds a lap slower than mm. the uh, than the softs. And you're not you're not going to catch people up. I mean, he went for a one stopper. It just did not work. I also realised Giovinazzi has been so innocuous in this uh, season that he could walk in this room and I wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> Does he ever get interviewed? Yeah, he was in, yeah, he was he interviewed seems... on the grid this weekend. That's how I know I had no idea who he was. <laughs> I actually don't mind him as an interviewee. I find him mm. quite engaging. He's just a, a bit of a meh driver mm. so far. Mm. Season is young, I suppose, but yeah. is this the first race Kimmy hasn't got points as it well? It is, yes. Mm. Yeah, because I mean he's been he's been top ten in the four races up to now, and then not no pun intended, but not at the races this weekend. No, um, didn't see him go off. Did anyone actually notice what happened? He locked his rear t- rear wheels, ah. and it just sort of threw him wide. He almost kept it on the track, but it just sent him into the gravel. Ah, right, okay. Um, talking of gravel, racing point next. Um, again, lousy weekend. Well, I think what we really need to look at here is, especially from racing point, because they brought all those updates with them, they brought all the updates with them and gone backwards, which is yeah. not what we're used to seeing from... They for, usually develop quite point, well, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Revenge of the Indias. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Star Wars film ever. <laughs> no, no. Remember the one with George Binks in it. Second worst Star Wars <laughs> film ever. Um, yeah, it's that's what surprised me. I think most about it as we go through this. Um, same with Salba too. You know, there was a host of updates came, and it only seems like a couple of teams actually benefited from all the updates. 
Yeah, I mean, Racing Point weren't actually too public about what uh, what they'd upgraded on the car. It was. I, it was I, I read. Bit. Yeah, I read it was just shy of being a B car. God. Pretty because, much the entire front yeah. end, I think, isn't it? All the, the aero. Well, the car they were using up until this weekend was a uh, was last year's car with like made to be legal essentially this year. Yeah, they're they're still suffering from going into administration. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> being run by a pirate, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Just just because they've got money now, yeah. they were still at that point behind on the work for this year's car, and yeah. it, they can't just snap their fingers and. It'd be fixed. Well, do you so. remember when um, Lotus, uh, sorry, Renault bought Lotus back again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you saw the uh, the trucks and stuff like that, you could still see the Lotus emblems where it'd been yeah. painted over. Well, the Force, um, Force India's ones are like that, but you can still see the Jolly Roger behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Stroll's, Stroll's crash. He was exonerated by the stewards for what happened between him and Lando Norris. Who's, uh, just quickly around enough. the table, who do we blame? Racing More, incident for me. Yeah, I think if Stroll was, it, if that had been a Hamilton or a Vettel, where Stroll was, wouldn't wouldn't have been that. Would have given him the room. Yeah, but, yeah, he left enough of a gap, didn't he? That well, I I yeah. thought it was it, I thought it was Lando when I saw the offboard shot, mm-hmm. but as soon as you saw the onboard shot, you thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, actually, There's a, he was halfway up the car. Yeah, uh-huh. but by the rules, Lando should have backed out. Mm. Not. Um, Stroll could have given the room. Yeah. Oh, it's a, ra- it's a racing I, I agree incident. With yeah. the stewards. Yeah. It's, it's a racing yeah. incident, but I think them. one of them could have stopped the incident happening. I just I, I just want to know if you agree or whether I've already got Lando coloured spectacles. Lando, <laughs> Lando went for a gap that stopped being there when he was halfway yeah. into it. I think he said yeah. in the pit, didn't he, that uh, Stroll drove like he just expected my, Mac- my McLaren to disappear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, is, that is pretty much it, because Lando went, Lando went for the gap and then Stroll turned in. Mm. While Stroll says that he was in the right because he was on the racing line and Lando wasn't, but Lando was already halfway past him. Still Stroll's corner. If Stroll's got the racing line, then... Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lando Lando should have backed out, but... Uh, Lando should have backed out. Stroll should have given Lando the room. Just one of those cases where they both both thought... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Can't really say much, and we move on to another team that are disappointing as well. Renner. Oh, so anonymous. Mm. What? What the hell? But this is another team that I think brought loads of updates, and nothing mm-hmm. seems to be there. Well, um, they had new new front ends, didn't mm-hmm. they? And Hulkenberg lost his. He broke one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He he broke one, so had to be replaced with mm. the old one. Yeah, but he only he didn't end up too far away from Ricardo though. With no, you know, given he's got behind. the old front end, and he started from the pit lane. Ricardo has given the team a bit of a slagging. Um, not happy with strategy. Well, it's they not threw a great him on the hard sign. Tire, didn't yeah, they? but that's not great if he's already getting a bit. Well, let's face it. I think if anyone gets put on the same strategy as Leclerc, you're probably on the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what Danny Rick said was um, they underachieved. You can't, you can't really fault what he's saying. Well, he, I, don't, he, I don't know if they did. Though. Well, he reckons he had the same pace as Signs, who finished in the points. Yeah, they, I mean, they were racing each other. So, uh, I mean, that's where Renault should be. They should be up there with the McLaren, shouldn't mm-hmm. they? But yeah, I mean, they made they made a, they made a mistake with the tyres. Um, it looks like the hard tyres just weren't the right weren't the right call for anyone. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how long it's going to take for because I, I noticed in the 
um, like pen interviews with Ricardo. Like you say, he gave the team a bit of a slack in. Mm. He um, obviously wasn't happy with the race. And I'm just wondering whether this is the, just the beginning of of right the realization of what he's done in his yeah. In I think his he's, the head's dropped a little bit, yeah. hasn't it? By his remorse, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, it, there's a, when you're already getting what I'd imagine was a reasonable wage packet from Red Bull. There's only so so long you can dry your eyes with extra money, I suppose, when you're a sportsman. Yeah, but I mean, from uh, from fighting fighting for wins to fighting for eleventh, that's not right. And is losing, it? And, lo- and losing <laughs> the battle for eleventh as well. And I, I, I think it's I think it's the same <coughs> decision as McLaren made when they went went with Honda. Yeah, he wasn't going to win a world championship with Red Bull. If it, if they had a sniff of a world championship, Verstappen was <coughs> going to be the preferred driver. Yeah, with do you, do you with think Renault, do you think that would have happened? Because uh, I I think he's odd thinking that because. If that was the case, he wouldn't have been allowed to beat Vettel like he did. I think he'd have had the opportunity, but he would have had to beat Max. I think he would have had the had the opportunity if he was clearly beating Max, but they were they were roughly on a par. Yeah, yeah. And I think Max would have got the preferential treatment. They were in Ferrari territory. Yeah. Mm. No, they know when to make pit stops. <laughs> well, well, that's. <laughs> I mean, where, where do we see the rest of this season going for Renault? Because it's looking bloody hopeless for him at the minute. Um, I think they've got a almost caught from where, from what Renault are and what they want to do. They're they're almost got a Williams it now, haven't they? You know, keep developing the car for what you can carry on to next year and focus on next year. Sadly, I think you you might be right on that because this season is starting to look like a bit of a write off for them. Mm-hmm. Um, has Hulk has Hulk actually got points this season? I think so. I think he did. Yeah, there's yeah. only two, there's only two drivers, uh, three drivers not got points. I think Giovinazzi and the, and the Williams is as. But yeah, I mean, this is not a position that Renault should be in. Let's uh, let's have a look. I think, did he in Australia? Did he pick up like a token effort there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hulk, Hulk's on six, and Ricardo's on six. I mean, twelve twelve points for Renault by five braces in. That is, that is unthinkable. Yeah. Not good for a team that wants to get, be getting podiums next year. And wants to win world championships the year after. A beta ball has said that their long-term aims have not changed. Which uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> seems the, a bit ambitious. They've, t- they've taken on um, a load of senior technical and engineering staff mm. to prepare for 2021. So they're writing off next season already as well. Mm. I mean, my long-term goals haven't changed, but Christina Ricci has never felt so far away. (laughs) (laughs) It's been 18 years since she set foot on the Isle of Man. Let it go. And I can still sniff the same spot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Toro Rosso next. Um, Do we call Danny Kvyat resurgent yet? Definitely compared to two years ago. Mm. Um, I think he's going to end up in a Red Bull this year. Do you think? Yep. Because although um, Gasly's had a decent, like a decent couple of races, there was a restart, and he was still over ten seconds behind his teammate from he, the restart. He had. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto this when we come to Red Bull, but he did have a problem. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't know he had a problem. I didn't watch the post stuff. But yeah, this this is the best that we've seen of Danny Kvyat since the first time he was in a Toro Rosso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, th- this is what got him promoted. Still say it was too early. No, I, I don't think he was this good when he got promoted. I don't because if you remember rightly, when we were talking about Danny Kvyat going to Red Bull, we all thought it was a bad idea before he even stepped into the car. I said, I said it was a year too soon. Yeah, but um, it, I, I, well, anyone would think that maybe Toro Rosso were bringing drivers into Formula One too early. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just out there. I know it's fucking crazy. But, you know, anyone would think that maybe a, another year in a junior series before Formula 1 might benefit them. <laughs> it kind of worked for Verstappen, but has it worked for anyone else? I, right, I've hammered Verstappen a little bit when he was a bit crashy. But it, to be perfectly honest, it does seem to be looking at more along the lines that he's exceptional. Yeah, They you they know. put him in F1 because if they didn't, someone else someone was else going to, rather than because he was ready. I think what he's doing in that Red Bull, when you look at where his teammate is, is nothing short mm. of what Alonso was doing with the McLaren. Yeah, close, close by. But yeah, I, I think he needs to. The, Danny Kvyat must be under pressure because we know how um, Red Bull hot swap drivers, um, and Red Bull want to be a race winning and championship winning team again. So you've got to think if they are going to be the race winning championship winning team again, if that's the disparity between drivers, even if Verstappen can win a race, then your Verstappen wins a race and what Gasly comes fourth. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, it's not. And, it's not right. Last year, Verstappen would have won one or two. Mm. Ricardo would have won one or two. I still think Verstappen will win a race this year. Well, a I, wet, I a wet, a that. wet Grand Prix or something, or one of those ones where it Monaco. just happens to work. Or mm-hmm. Hungary, the car just happens to work there. I can see it anyway. Yeah. But staying on, staying on Toro Rosso, mm-hmm. um, Alexander Albon, eleventh, decent performance again. Yeah. He's good, good race for both of them, to be honest. Yeah, he's. Um, I think he is one that was ready. Yeah. to make the mm-hmm. step up, and I mean, on you know, performance-wise, I would say he's probably the joint second best of the rookies. Mm. I think uh, um, Gasly might land w- looking at Torosso as well on whatever Dan Tictum gets up to this year, mm. because if Dan Tictum gets himself to be able to go into Formula One, and Danny Kvyat's doing really well, Alexander Albon looks like the real deal. One of those drivers has to move somewhere. Well, but don't I th- forget that Gasly looked like the real deal in a Toro Rosso. He did for a race, though. He looked better than Hartley. He yeah. oh, that, that is a very good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can only remember like one or two races where Gasly was like exceptional. It's not like... Uh, but there, it, there wasn't a great deal to compare him against mm-hmm. when you look at his teammate. Yeah. With all of his experience... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in endurance racing. Yeah, of course, but now it's all his experience in Formula 1 that he's taken to endurance racing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, he never looked like a science or um, Verstappen always, always in, in Toro Rosso. Yeah, but it, but he, it, again, he never looked like he never looked racing in the same way as we've seen really good Toro Rosso yeah. drivers race. You know, like Daniel Ricciardo or like Sainz or Verstappen. Yeah. So, or even Vettel. He's back to back to the will of the wisp, wherever he needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Dan Tictum's going to be the one threat because they've got Pato Award now on the uh, Meek Rounder program. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Who celebrated his uh, signing for Red Bull by um, <laughs> turning into Danny Kvyat and re- rear-ending Alex Rossi in the IndyCar before the start line? Also, he does have enough points for a super license. He does. He does. Yeah. So he's, he's good. I like him. Yeah. Dan, Dan Tictum doesn't at the moment. Um, he's on the testing testing lineup this week, but we'll talk about testing later. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll talk about Passover World later as well. But I, um, when it when it comes to swapping drivers about, I think Albon is safe for this season in Toro Rosso. Mm-hmm. Oh, this year? This year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I think both the drivers in Toro Rosso are fully deserving to be, to be there and they're not going anywhere. The only reason one of them is going to go there is if the big team needs somebody. Mm. Um, talking to Brandon Hartley, though, he was there with Ferrari for the first time this weekend. What a great impact that had. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he was in charge of the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring the driver in, then you swap it for another driver. <laughs> Hang on, I might be onto something here. Tell you what, we'll talk about McLaren instead. Yeah. Um, Science eighth on a weekend where he said he thought he had no chance of points because they he didn't think that they had the pace for it. To be fair, he always says that. It's I'm getting a little bit bored of Science saying how off the pace <laughs> McLaren are. <laughs> it's a Science thing though. He just get he just gets on and does it though, doesn't he? Mm. You know, I've said this. I've said this about him since um, since he started in Toro Rosso three three four years ago. Yeah. Mm. He just get gets on and then all of a sudden it's like oh shit, he's got a top ten finish when he didn't deserve one. Did anyone see the tweets between um, Lando and <laughs> yeah. uh, Science about the safety car? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> La- uh, Science thanked Lando for the safety car, and Lando tweeted him back saying, "You're welcome." <laughs> see, I think Science said, "I owe you a safety car." <laughs> Was it just me, or when um, Lando and Stroll had that collision, did anybody get a sudden craving for licorice all sorts? No, it looked like a giant one when they were sort of smushed together. What? With the pink, and the with the orange. pink and the orange, licorice all sorts of orange. You They're get black, or- aren't they? You get orange licorice. Oh, do you, oh, I don't, I, I'm not massive on licorice. Sorry. Ah, right. Yeah, it's my fault. Must, yeah. All, all, all I really know is I like the ones with the brown top, like the little square ones. That is the best one. Mm. Yeah. I don't like the ones which are all bubbly, like look like tires. No. They're a bit well, weird. That. Oh, I find you picking out your teeth for the rest of the day. All the little knobbly bits. Yeah, no, they no, they get stuck everywhere. Watch yeah. it, Sean. We've got some weird listeners. You'll be, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be getting some interesting tweets this week. Um, but yeah, science again, just completely getting on with it, doing it, and I think Lee, you're not going to like this, but I think he is actually the better of the two McLaren drivers. Oh no, I think co- he, in, in, when it comes to consistency, I think he should be. What what I reckon. Lando needs to work out. It seems to be his starts. He seems to be very leery off the starts, trying to make up far too many places in one go. He well, seems to find himself mm, like wheel to wheel with yeah, someone and all going away. wide somewhere. Mm. And well, this, this was Lando's worst start because he he started tenth mm. and by turn two, I think he was seventeenth. Well, that yeah, but he had a really good start and got boxed in. I think that uh, it was one of those ones where he just he had nowhere to go. But again. He put himself in the mm. position he where he does seem to sort to of hurry to the scene of a crash. It, yeah. it seems a bit odd to say he got a really good start, which dropped him seven places. Oh yeah, it was a really good start, and then bad things happened. <laughs> but after, <laughs> but after the first fifty meters, it stopped being yeah. a really good start. Yeah, it was a shame as well because I think he'd have, uh, I think he did, he had a really good lap in qualifying because because science battered him through uh, practice. I don't, I don't think he was ahead of science, like, um, or possibly even like a second back on yeah. science for. Most yeah, of the testing, pretty bad, wasn't Saturday it? Saturday came around and he he was faster. So I don't think there's anything. The only thing to worry about for um, for Lando at the moment is he needs to get on top of science just in case there's a, a Alonso shaped cloud comes back towards McLaren. 
Yeah, but don't forget, according to you, he's going to Ferrari, Renault, Red Bull. <laughs> Mark Cheney Mark reckons he's going back to he's come back to Formula One in twenty twenty. He reckons he's almost got a deal done to go uh, to go back to Ferrari would be very difficult, um, but he thinks he's going back next year. Mark Cheney thinks Alonso is, or Mark Cheney thinks Mark Cheney is. Mark Cheney does not <laughs> think he is going back to Formula One. Uh, but he did he did turn around and say that Toyota offered Alonso a big money deal to stay with Toyota. Yeah. And there's no way that Alonso has something in mind if he needed the freedom. So, mm. And that's got to be more than Dakar. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the Although, few he hasn't done, though, is it, mm. Dakar? Well, it, it could be... IndyCar, if he wants to drive for a Honda engine team, I don't think but he's got for, any Formula intention. One does sound. I don't think he's got any intention in doing a full season for IndyCar. I don't think he's got any intention at all. I, I think there's a lot of Formula One drivers wouldn't admit it in front of a camera, apart from our Lord and Savior Jensen Button. But uh, that it's far too dangerous. I think there's a lot of Formula One drivers. You know, when you consider the safety standards that Formula One has. They look across the pond at that fucking craziness and go, "Not me, mate." I think IndyCar is getting a lot safer. It is getting a lot safer, done, but yeah, they've done a lot of work. But, but there is still every opportunity that someone can die in one of those races. Every single opportunity, just but, because you when you've got so many cars going so fast, it's it. I I don't think you can ever make that car that that's completely safe. I mean, I'm, not, cut, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, I mean they've cut they've cut down on the number of oval races that they have, and they're now going to be using the um, what is it debris deflectors mm. from the Indy 500. Yeah, in a couple but you of have a couple time. of you have a couple of cars smash your car into about three pieces. Then it doesn't matter how many debris deflectors <laughs> you've got, you become bits of the debris. Mm. I mean that's basically <laughs> what happened with the the Robert Wickens crash, isn't it? There was a multi pile of cars, and he kind of flew over the top and ended up in a fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think they are designed to take off, or the, or the aero was certainly. Mm. I think they've, ch- they've changed it since then. But I mean, we'll talk we'll talk more about Indy next yeah. next week because yeah, yeah. Uh, is it five hundred next week? Uh, it's two, a week on weeks. week on Sunday, right? So next week we'll be previewing Monaco and the five hundred as well. So is it a test? Have they got another test, or is it qualifying next it's week? It's testing and qualifying practically every day from now until a week on Saturday. Right. Okay. They basically just spend a month there, don't they? Yeah. Qualifi- qualifying is. Saturday night, which I think Sky are actually showing live on the F1 channel as well. Yeah. And then um, then there's a week of extra testing preparation. Well, they've done the whole season this year, haven't they, F1 channel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're watching it on Saturday because we're on the road course. I keep meaning to put on like, to a series link and I keep forgetting. That was a good race, that day. It was all right, yeah, it was good. Apparently the end was amazing. It was oh. wet and people were on all sorts of tyres. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, there was... All, all three different tyre compounds out there, wet and both dries, and mm. people were making up God knows how many seconds a lap and wow. overtakes and everything. It was it was like proper motor racing. Like a race. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Jesus. They were astonished, weren't they, that, that Simon Paginot actually managed to do an overtake despite not having any of the push-to-pass, as they call it. It's like, oh, um. he's actually done an overtake. <laughs> See that racing driver? He's doing some <laughs> racing. Just radios into his engineers. I've got this crazy idea. Like, what are you going to do? He's well. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive behind him, and then when we go into the corner, <laughs> I'm gonna break a little bit later than him. <laughs> Scandalous! It, do, it does work. Talking talking of teams that are used to breaking into corners whilst turning left, and Haas. Americans, yeah. Ooh, Kevin Magnussen is the dirtiest <laughs> driver in Formula One. 
Kevin Magnussen is what? The dirtiest driver in Go Formula 1. Go say that to his face and he will tell you to suck his balls. And I might suck his balls. He's going to call his bluff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gunter Steiner had to sit them both down after the race and give them a 15-minute dressing down and try and tell them not to kill each other. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, uh, uh, neither of them are going to get any food at the next dinner. <laughs> but um, that was crazy. I think it was so... He just... He ran him off the track. It's Twice. His, it's his teammate. And they, they, they've they had a rubbish car for the, for the beginning of the race, or at least a good qualifying car that they haven't been able to maximise. The team desperately needs some points. And Kevin Magnussen, just, he might as well just write K-Mag over the ass on his car and goes into business for himself. <laughs> I mean, did, you, did you hear the team radio at the end? Gunter Steiner came on and spoke to both drivers. No. Um, first, first he talked to K-Mag and said, um, first person you come and see when you get out of the car is me. Then he got on the radio to Grosjean. And how many times was it he said, calm down? It, it was very sort of babysitting, wasn't it? Like, yeah. just stay calm. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Stay calm. Come to me. Yeah, yeah. Drive, drive in slowly. Don't do anything. Gunter Steiner is my favourite He's awesome. Uh, yeah. team, team boss. Yeah, they managed to look like both rock stars and wankers this mm. weekend. Oh, I don't, it's just weird, isn't it? I, I don't get it. I fear for that relationship. If they end up like you sort of your Ocon and your Perez. Because they're crashy. Yeah, if they go that way, some someone is going to end up upside down in a tile. I, I, it's going to be like Nasser and Ericsson. It's going it? to be fucking yeah. Highlander rules is what it is. I mean, for once, it might not actually be Grosjean driving into the back of someone. No, well, that, that, that crash wasn't his fault. He was trying to overtake somebody. He deserved room. And he got run off the road. And then for it to happen twice, and then that completely knackered up, knackered up the car. Mm. And then he forgot what he forgot where the white lines were on the track because <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have. I think he should have had to give that place to science a couple uh, of times. I thought, thought he should have done, yeah, because yeah, I know he stayed within the cone and stuff, but he still he kept that place. He was he ran off the road. He was just so used to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what What do you mean? That's not the racing line. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, where, where do Haas go from here apart from um, couples therapy? They need I mean, two new drivers. I'm still, I, I, I'm still convinced they need two new drivers because Kevin Magnussen on his day looks like a Formula One driver. Roman Grosjean looks like a really good Formula One driver for ten minutes and then drives clean into a wall. <laughs> uh, it's, it's that team is better than those drivers. Remember, like, we used to speak about Williams, mm. but we used to yeah. say, well, I wonder how good that car is." Like it's it's the same with Haas now. They're probably the fourth best team on the grid. Until somebody sits in it. No, until one of their drivers sits in it. And more importantly, until one of the drivers sits in it and somebody turns it on. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think everybody that was in the Kevin Magnussen stand yeah, would disagree whole stand. with you. We used to see in the Max from We used to see in the Max Verstappen stand, but Danish corner? Yeah, bizarre to see that there was that much travelling support for the K-Mag. Maybe they made it themselves. Maybe he looked really, really closely they, with Lego. No, they were like <laughs> proper. There's, there is a picture on the Three Legs Four Wheels website in the quotes article. Uh, I think it's the picture of Danny Kvyat where you can see the K-Mag stand in the background mm-hmm. and it's it's some serious stuff. <laughs> you know how Formula One have been doing the CGI stuff? <laughs> you reckon I thought, oh, let's let's take the piss out of poor Kevin. Let's let's make oh. it look like people like him. 
conspiracy theory here. Oh, There's Lord. a new Lego movie out, isn't there? Do you know what? I had an argument on Twitter the other day with the Stroll fan. What, the one Stroll fan? The Stroll fan that thinks he's a potential world champion. <laughs> and like, and when I turned around and said how, uh, like, how he was a bit crash, he said, "Yeah, well, science has crashed." And uh, oh no, sorry, uh, yeah, everyone's crashed. Verstappen's crashed. I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> but like, he's got previous. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's got previous for being crashy, and he's got previous for being really slow. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Verstappen will get a chance of a world championship at some point, and the first one or two, yeah, he's going to miss out on because of being crashy. The only reason Stroll's going to get a world championship is if his dad sets up Formula Stroll and he drives, and you get a point for crashing. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, it'll be a close. It'll go down to the wire. I actually just had to remind myself which team we were talking about. <laughs> I mean, what what happens if the first other entrant in Formula Strolls grows young? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the prophecies of wonders about. Pastor Maldonado was driver steward. Oh. In in the pit lane, they both they both end up pulling half an amulet out each. <laughs> Uh, right, on to Red Bull next. Um, Verstappen in third. Cracking race. Benef- yeah. mm-hmm. Benefited from Vettel's crappy start. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then benefited from Ferrari's crappy race. Do you think uh, Ferrari had the, stra- had the car to beat Red Bull this weekend? Yes. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, that Red Bull should not have been on the podium. He should have been behind both of them. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, Max made the most of the start when Vettel locked up, going into the sort of halfway between turn one and turn two, and then just never just never let him back in. Mm. Um, what Max is turning into is somebody who is good at finding himself a gap, large gap in between two cars. He was never going to catch the Mercedes, mm-hmm. nowhere near fast enough. But with the way that Ferrari are running things, he knew that he could string out a six-second gap ahead of the Ferraris while they were doing all the infighting and just keep it there. And I think Crofty said at one point he's driving the loneliest race out there. Yeah. yeah. What what I do find interesting about it is um, with Ferrari saying that their updates just didn't work on the car that they brought, obviously Monaco is in an anomaly next, so we won't really know where everyone lies when we get there. But the next race... We might find Red Bull on par with Ferrari. You know, they might they might be joint second best team, for instance. I would be surprised because they're still like half a second down on them, aren't they? Even in though qualif- in qualifying, all through qualifying practice, the race sims. Mm. Oh the, yeah, the, they are slower than the Ferrari. They should mm. not. Well, Verstappen should not be in third. No, you're probably right. You're probably I mean, right. Red Bull's natural position at the moment is fifth and sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Gasly is going to the script. Um, I don't know. I mean, you've got you've got to think that it's Kevin Magnussen that's doing what the car's capable of. Not Kevin Magnussen. What ramming into his yeah, teammate? Yeah. No. Well, yeah, he is, but um, <laughs> he's doing what he's capable of. No, you've got to think that Verstappen's doing what the car's capable of, and. Like, Gasly isn't quite doing what it's capable yeah. of. I don't know. I mean, if it, if Gasly it, had, I can't remember whether it was front wing damage or he got something stuck in the front wing, mm-hmm. but it was oh, why he didn't he pick, have He picked pace. rubber up. He picked something up. And there was, yeah. Yeah, he, didn't, he said there was debris stuck in there and he lost He lost a lot of damn force at not, the front. But doesn't every Formula One car 
have that problem? Because it was rubber. He said he picked rubber up on his mm. front wing. Um, I don't know. I don't know why his wing would pick up more rubber than the other. I it think, depends where it gets I think it lodged, might be like Bottas's clutch, that, to be fair. Possibly <laughs> because he was right behind Vettel when uh, when he locked up and shedded half his tyre and it just landed in Gasly's front wing. Maybe, but I, I'm still thinking because of where he was in qualifying and where he usually is to Verstappen, he's usually where he, yeah. where he is. <laughs> Perhaps he always catches some rubber in his front wing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's following Vettel too much because he's the expert at locking up this year. Although he did keep the car facing the right way this time. He did so, keep the car well facing done, this. Seb. Right, this is going. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Mercedes. Oh, hang on, we missed the Ferrari strategy. We got. I've got, I've got the list wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> what are they fucking playing? Don't at? know. It's we, crazy. We can, we can make this a pretty short discussion, can't we? Was their strategy shit? Yes. yes. Right. Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> But what are they doing? That's what I want to know. It's like they've forgotten how to go racing. From various people on Twitter, actually people connected with F1 and F1 Broadcasting and Teams, mm. they get full access to all the radio. Yeah. Apparently the Ferrari radio was the most panicked-sounding team communications that a lot of people had heard at well, a Grand Prix in years. Has anyone noticed we didn't hear any Ferrari radio mm-hmm. through most of the race? I don't think it was actually broadcastable. It had just been one long series of bleeps. I don't yeah. think it was that. I think it was the case of someone in Ferrari's turned around and said, this is an absolute shit show and told the the, the, the broadcaster, do not put our stuff out. It could be that, that there was... normally stop the broadcaster, though. I think Ferrari have got the clout to make them do whatever they fucking want. Or every other word was a different brand of beer that wasn't Heineken, so they weren't allowed to broadcast yeah. it. <laughs> or they could have been speaking in Italian. That is they do the, only that te- is, generally speaking, yeah. they do yeah. only broadcast English language radio. Mm. Ah, so it was uh, Peroni, Seb, come in. <laughs> but Seb, Seb only speaks a few words of Italian, doesn't he? He's not... Grazie, ragazzi, grazie mille. Yeah, grazie, he's, yeah, he's not too bad. Woo, 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 woo. But... Um... <laughs> I think that's international. I don't think that's specifically Italian. Was the crazy frog Italian as well? Because I remember him doing no, I that think, once. Was he not German? <laughs> right. Do they need to number one one of them? No, they they need to have the confidence in the strategy strategy decisions that when you've got two drivers close together, the the drivers need to trust the strategists, and the strategists need to say, right, let him pass now. Yeah, and make the decision mm-hmm. not in five laps, but no. see that they're catching up and have the decision made before they catch. Um, keeping keeping um, Vettel on the softer tyres behind Leclerc on the hard tyres yeah. was stupid. Keeping Vettel out when he had a flat tyre on and was begging to come in. Yeah, yeah the was whole, that was ridiculous. Yeah. The whole please let me pit. I mean that mm. he he is. Far more experienced than a lot of people probably running the team. He will know when that tyre's finished. I also think that every team apart from Ferrari knew it was going to be a two-stop race. Because even, did you notice when Lando was on his, uh, did his pit walk, and Martin Brundle, sorry, uh, Lando was grabbed on the the grid walk by Martin Brundle. Martin Brundle said, what's it like out there after his instant lap to the pits, uh, a lap to the grid? And he said, oh, it's, um, it's hotter he said it's more difficult now. Uh, it might make this. It might make the race race a bit more interesting. So he knew you could tell by the mm. way he was speaking that from yeah. that lap round, he knew it was going to be a two stop race. And I think the there was there was never anyone out. Um, 
you never got that radio radio communication saying, oh, we're running these till the end, and the driver come back saying, oh, I don't really think this is going to work. It seemed like the team, most of the teams knew they were going to have to two-stop it, you know, with, yeah. with or without a safety car. Whereas Ferrari just didn't seem to fucking know what was going on. Well, Pirelli put the um, put the usual expected tyre lifes out mm-hmm. before the race, and they said that it was only really going to be a one stopper uh, for anyone that was starting on mediums or hards. Mm. So obviously Ferrari would have had that information. Did they just completely ignore it? Because there was they were saying it was going to be. It was around about 20, 29 to 32 laps, yeah. depending if you're on a medium or hard tyre, for a one-stopper. But then you went to the other medium or hard and you just completely ignored the softs. Mm. If you were using softs at any time during the race, the two-stopper was the fastest strategy. Do we think Bonotto's out of his league? Um, I don't know. because you, this, this is the, All these calls fall on him. I know we talk about the strategists, but the strategists will go to him and he will have the final say. I think what's probably going on is Ferrari politics. Mm. And maybe he is out of his league or doesn't have the confidence to say, shut up with your arguing and get on with what I say. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, I don't think he's out of his league because what he's doing is a massive job. He's changing the team culture. If you look at how much more open they are to interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he well, because let's not forget Domenicali did that as well it's not like they haven't been there yeah. but he's still got the same people working under him that Arriva Beniad working under him and if they've got a certain attitude and a certain mindset but they were this, probably the same people yeah. that was working under Domenicali as well but they're the, they're the ones that are controlling the fate of their boss and it's still you know they, they might have got the new team principal in but it's still going to be if it's still a toxic environment underneath him where everybody is building their own little mm. empires and I'm sure there's a it massive, massive fight between the two sides of the garages. But let's not forget, right, that Ferrari didn't fuck up last year's championship because Ferrari fucked it up. Ferrari didn't win a championship last year because Vettel wasn't good enough to beat Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Last year they had the car, they had the team. It's not like they've had this team falling apart now for years. This is new. This is a new chaos. I think there was there were two things happened last year. There was Vettel falling apart. Yeah. And Arriva Bene dying. Mm-hmm. Not Arriva Marcioni. Bene. Marcioni. Marcioni. <laughs> Sorry. And it was when those two things happened, Yeah, the team just lost it. Mm. And I think Marcioni dying has had a big effect on them. I don't think they should have got rid of Arriva Bene. I would agree with that. I think he seemed to have, although we were sceptical when he first came in, weren't we, you know, that they've got a cigarette salesman to run their <laughs> Formula One team. Uh, he seemed to have it under control, and when he, the relationship he had with the drivers as well, he seemed a, a similar figure to a Gunter Steiner, I think, with with the drivers. Um, and it just seems strange, like the they purposely went out of their way to make it look like they're not picking a number one driver when Seb, uh, when Seb was behind Leclerc. But they just they just fucked both the drivers over in that race. I mean, yeah. they, they, they held Leclerc behind Vettel for too long, which screwed up his tyres. When they finally got right, I let him past. Yeah, Leclerc's tyres were practically finished for getting any decent race pace. Yeah, yeah. And then he was only pulling away at best about four tenths per but, lap. But that that decision you can understand because he was on. Uh, I think uh, I think Martin Brundle said 
couple of races ago, he'd been yeah. behind Vettel mm-hmm. and saying, I'm faster. But it was only faster because he had the DRS from being yeah. behind Vettel. The decision where they kept Leclerc in front, mm-hmm. when they were on different tyres and a different strategy, that's the one that they really should have just yeah. said... You're on a different strategy. Move over. Let him through. I think Leclerc was. You, you, out. you said you said this on Sunday when it was happening. Yeah. I think Leclerc was out of order for where he eventually let uh, Vettel past. Because yeah. even, even when Vettel let Leclerc past, he did it on the main straight like you should do. Yeah. Uh, whereas it was was it uh, it was the a couple twist, of corners twisty after, bit before? Wasn't it? Well, was it was it a couple of corners after or towards I the back? I think it was the after the, the straight. Yeah. I can't remember. But it's just. It's not. It's it's not right. And but what I do wonder is, are Leclerc might very well in a few years' time, or next year even, be a championship contender. Yeah, even if you number one uh, Leclerc right now, Leclerc is just seems to be on a level, and I think he's probably slightly under. To, if we're if if everything everything being equal, underneath Vettel, like in performance. Yeah. Um, so neither of those drivers. If we don't think Vettel's good enough to beat Hamilton with a car that's better than Hamilton's for most of the season, why the fuck do we think Leclerc can beat him if they seem to be on well, the same sort of pace? I think... They need another driver. They need a number one driver in that team. I think the only thing that stopped Vettel beating Hamilton last year... Was Vettel. Was Vettel's head. I don't think... Yeah, but I think he, he lost his head because I don't think he was quick enough. I think he could have been. It was it was that race in Germany where mm-hmm. he went off for no reason. Yeah. That his head just fell apart. But if he'd kept that together he could have had the pace to I don't know. I think to pick up more points. I think in Hamilton I can't think of another because I think we'll see it take off now anyway. But I can't think of another driver that's been quite as relentless as him. You know, it's we look at Lewis Hamilton as having um, as it being an anomaly if it's like the beginning of his season and he's not been quite on par yet he went into Spain one point behind his teammate in second place in the world championship and that's a bad start to the year yeah. um, and that's that's how he's doing this he's he's being relentless and especially towards the back end of a season he can just bang wins out and I don't think there's another driver on the track that can do that there's another one that's doing Indy in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you'd say give Lando the car and he would as well. Not yet. No, no, I'm not daft. And there's somebody in Super GT that might do it too. I think there's somebody in Super GT that could do better than a couple of the drivers on the grid, definitely. <laughs> I was amazed when, did you see the, the build-up thing that Jensen did? When he said before Braun was saved, he was in talks to go to Toro Rosso. I couldn't have handled Button going through the meat grinder. <laughs> I, I mentally couldn't have handled it. Just was it the full-on meat grinder at that point? Well, it would. It, it, it was the beginning. That, they it, were just it? getting the. Uh, they were just getting the motor running because that was a 2009. That was the first Weber Vettel year. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then so you had a solid team there for what five years? Four years? Five years? So yeah, he'd have been well meat grinded. He'd have been Buemi or yeah. Algaswari or one of that lot. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Lee would still be sobbing about it now. Oh, no, I'd be in a padded room somewhere. You already are? Oh, no, the sort of Indian-style blankets, yeah. aren't they? Right, okay. Uh, right, Mercedes. Um, 
faster in qualifying by over six tenths. Hamilton's qualifying lap was an anomaly because he got slowed down and couldn't charge his battery up enough, mm-hmm. which is why he, he was he was slower. Mm-hmm. But if he'd have beaten Bottas to Pearl, well, that, there was still no other no other car within six tenths of a Mercedes. No. Mm-hmm. Um, are they are they on course to be 19, uh, 1988 McLaren? Very very possibly. Because I think the the races where they've looked vulnerable, they've won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the races where they've been vulnerable, other people have thrown mm-hmm. it away and they've yeah. locked into the wins. The only reason they might Ferrari might come back at them is because they, they're still quite by far the quickest, quickest, quickest in a straight line. So uh, Ferrari have <laughs> crushed fingers for Monza, people. Um <laughs> So, you know, maybe a Spa or a Monza or something like that, they might come more under threat. But you'd think by the time those races come up, because they're a bit later in the season, that whatever this drag problem is with the car, they might sort it out. Well, that's going to be the thing, because, I mean, the two, the two big races where you need the massive massive amounts of straight line speed come late on, and there's going to be a hell of a lot of development time between yeah. now and then. Mm-hmm. And usually new things come in at the end of the summer break. All oh, right, they're not allowed to work on... And Mercedes are the team that you could fully expect having a Monza spec aero package. You know, they've yeah. got the re- they've mm-hmm. got the resources oh, for yeah. it. Oh, yeah, nailed on, absolutely nailed on. Engine components and things like that start coming into play at that point of the season as well. So even if the Ferrari happens to be fastest, will it? They could have a grid and penalty. And they're still like Hamilton's that. still the only person I think is it. I don't know about Bottas. I think Bottas might have used one or maybe um, not. The two Mercedes, the two will. Uh, sorry, the two. Racing points and Kubica going into uh, where were we? Spain. Spain. They were all still on first component across the board. Right. So it's so all the Mercedes powered ones. Russell's had a couple of new bits. Yeah. Well, Russell had to have new bits when he uh, when the the Azerbaijan. But the more the more the more important thing about the the other ones that people don't care about (laughs) is the fact that uh, (coughs) the Red Bull and Ferrari have already used components that they haven't. Toro Rosso have already used all three. what do you call them? I've forgotten the words power units. That's because <laughs> what, on everything Toro Rosso put in their car, it's got like Honda power Testing. unit beta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ferrari actually brought the engine upgrade in two races early. Yeah. You know, this this what they used this weekend was meant to be uh, brought in in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, Haas and Alfa Romeo didn't even actually get to use it this time. No. Which was supposed to be illegal, I believe. No, both teams chose not to use it. Oh, right. Yeah, I think you have to offer it. Yeah, Ferrari offered it, and the other two teams didn't want. I think what they actually did was offer it to them on Wednesday before they had a chance to um, check to see if it fit. I think what (laughs) happened is Ferrari went around and said, You don't want this, lads, are right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, Alpha definitely are uh, running out of control electronics because they were they were the main ones that have, that's the main part in the Ferrari engine that's gone wrong. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? It's the fact that we're we're in Spain and we're getting towards penalties probably. Yeah. For well, Giovinazzi ran out of control electronics last race. Didn't it's alright. He? He's yeah. going to run out of drive soon. <laughs> um, one thing I did notice though was Hulkenberg did a complete power unit swap, mm. and he's now on his fourth. Wow. Shit. But that was for tactical reasons because he was already starting from the pit lane. Yeah, yeah. So it's brought well. it's brought another yeah. one into the pool, cool. and he didn't actually lose anything. Odd that McLaren seemed to be having better uh, reliability than 
like the Renault home team, isn't it? Mm. Well, apart from uh, science going through MG UK, is like they're going out. Of oh, is he? Um, <laughs> well, that's that's what uh, that's what burst into flames for him before. Is it? Did he have two retirements? He had two retirements because oh, of an right, MG okay. UK. There was right. um, Australia where was it? Australia where he was on fire. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that. then it went in China as well. Mm. So he's he's on the limit for. Uh, Old, old uh, Lando might be in luck then for uh, going going forward because that's what this Renault update was supposed to be for, wasn't it? For, was for reliability. Uh, I think the um, one of the Renault guys had told Sky that the or is it they either told Sky or they told the Formula One channel that the they'd rushed performance parts through for the beginning of the year. And that the next update, the next update was for reliability to right. sort those out. So if Lando's not used any of the, any of those bits, then he's uh, or less of those bits, he might be he might be looking pretty good later on. Mm. So heroes and villains. Then uh, I'm nominating K Mag as villain. I think it's a close call between him and Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari strategy might be. A I don't know. Good Ferrari villain. strategy is down as my moron of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ferrari just as a team, it's they've done the wrong thing bringing Leclerc into the team. You know, they should have left him in. They should have left him in Alfa Romeo for one more year, given um, because with them having a new team boss as well. Yeah, given Vettel his his wingman like he's had because they work well together. Yeah, and then seeing if they could, especially when you when you look at the car they had at the beginning of the year seeing if they could have took it to Mercedes this time. And also said to like to Vettel at the beginning of the year, this is your last chance. You know, if, if you don't start doing the job for us now, we're going to start looking around for someone that can. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how about Heroes? Uh, can I can I nominate another villain? You yeah. can. The last 60 laps of the race. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? There's a funny, funny thing. I meant to say this before. Wait, what, what race can you remember where a fucking safety car restart did absolutely nothing <laughs> for it um <laughs> the only person celebrating is science <laughs> saturday's indy gp after the first safety car restart where somebody <gasps> went straight off and the safety car stayed out okay paul <laughs> which professional series motor race do you remember uh there's got to have been a moniker that that happens sometime. yeah probably <laughs> Uh, right predictions. How did how did we do? Badly, non great. Well, you can say that. Uh, we'll start with people that aren't here. Chris went for a Hamilton win, Verstappen second, and Bottas third. That got him five points. Well um, Guest predictor Michael Cohen. He might have been listening to us for ages, but he obviously wasn't listening when it came to predictions because he went for a Bottas win, Hamilton second, Leclerc third. Two points. Sean, you said a Hamilton win, Leclerc second, Bottas third, four points. Dan, yours was a Bottas win, Hamilton second, Verstappen third, almost. Five-pointer. Lee. Not good. A Vettel win, Hamilton second, Leclerc third, one point. One point. Oh, I got a point. You got a point. You got a point. (laughs) Yeah. You, you were as good as Grosjean. I couldn't remember whether I had <laughs> Hamilton on the podium or not. And saving the best till last, full house. Good man. I had a Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, one, two, three. So you must be reasonably a good chunk mm, ahead now. I am a. I am an entire race ahead of you. I am Ooh. Mercedes. 
Is it? Is this season going to be going to be predicted on who can who can guess which Mercedes is going to win the race? <laughs> From the looks of things, yeah. Well, seeing as we've had five Mercedes one two finishes so far, Monaco is going to be an awkward one because it, you always feel like it's the it's the race Hamilton should do really well at, but he hasn't got the best record of Monaco, does no, he? No, he's a bit no. average by his standards. I think it's the fact that he really with the, with the Senna connection, he really wants to be good at Monaco in the same way as Damon Hill really wanted to win Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> like me dad, me dad's done it three times why can't I <laughs> well we've got we've got that coming up in two weeks really looking forward to that one as long as it's good like a good Monaco is a great race mm. a boring Monaco is the worst race in the world Last a year, wet what? Monaco that's that's what we need I think mm. yeah. or 2009 Monaco that was the best Monaco <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the 90, 97 was a good one what was that? What, what happened there? Uh, Olivier Panis. Yes. Oh yeah. Chaos. Absolute carnage, and uh, mm. Mikasalo managing to get in the points without even pitting. Obviously, mm. you can't do that these days. I think they ran out of time as well. That was, was that one. the year when Panis had his massive accident in Australia? Uh, no, it was Canada. Was it Canada? Was it? Yeah. I remember, I remember there being something because I remember it being plastered all over the papers with him in his boxer shorts getting worked on, wasn't it? It was really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, stuck it into the wall in Canada after, mm. after he'd won Monaco, and I think that I think they were fairly close together. I don't think they were next to each other like they are in the yeah. calendar now, but because they were talking about him as a potential world champion after winning Monaco, where barely anyone finished. Whoops. Yeah. Um, Commentators curse. Canada, Canada's my the first of my favourite races of the year. I love Canada. Yeah, got, got to admit, I'm uh, I'm a fan of that one. Mm. Normally throws up a good race, except when we predict it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah last yeah, year yeah. we were hyping it up a bit, and then yeah. I seem to recall it was fairly. Yeah. Mm. Moving on, I think there is some newsy stuff happening. Um, was anybody else surprised by Mercedes just announcing that Dieter Zetcher was retiring? Just yeah, saved seemed, it until Sunday. I nowhere. thought I thought there was mentions of this in the last race. I missed that. Yeah, yeah there, there this was, was, was it was rumors, news to me because because uh, when when they said he was retiring, I knew about it <laughs> when they said it. So maybe must, maybe you've just had like a psychic dream. Maybe, or something. <laughs> um, but no, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was mentions of it. Um, this is one of the reasons I think um, Toto Wolff's going to leave. Yeah, because yeah. he, he is being linked with Chase Carey's job. He mm. has said that he's fully committed to Mercedes, so that could be an official denial. Well, once um, something's been officially denied, it's usually definitely going to happen. What exactly did he say? Did he say he was fully committed to the Mercedes Formula One team or to Mercedes? Let, yeah, they are different things. Let me have, let me have a look. Because Mercedes are only top of the world in Formula One yeah. because of the amount of money that Dieter Zetcher has let them pour into it. I think he said he's fully committed to... Uh, uh, Formula to Mercedes through 2020. I'm sure there was a year on it. Formula One or just Mercedes? I th- I, uh, I don't know. Because uh, Dieter Zetcher's replacement isn't as into petrol engine cars as uh, Dieter Zetcher, is he? Mm. No, the new guy that got in, Ola, I can't remember his surname, um, is a big advocate of going all electric as soon as possible. Right. Ah, what with uh, Mercedes entering yeah, Formula yeah. E next year? Yeah. Well, what might be another piece of this puzzle is the the little nugget that came out this weekend too. That um, Toto Wolff said that when they when they were discussing Hamilton's contract, the last contract signing he had, 
it came up the draw of, of Hamilton going to Ferrari. So that seems like a weird thing to throw out there as well. Now, if inside the team they know that the budget's going to start getting pulled back for from Mercedes a bit, uh, Toto Wolff is looking to like in line to become something else in Formula One. Possibly in the Formula One organisation or... Ferrari have had the same team principal for nearly six months now. It's, it's all it's, it's all feeling a little bit Schumacher Ferrari, isn't yeah. it? You know, with the dream team sort of started to fall apart. Mm. I mean, the main, the main thing about the sort of Chase Carey role is he was only meant to be um, CEO of Formula One for three years, but he's agreed to stay on for an extra year. Mm. I tell you what, he was meant to go at the end of this season but he's staying on to ease the transition into the new 2021 regulations. But I, I know... Um, which we still don't know when they're going to come in. I know he's clearly, clearly a man that's in that position that's been in business for as long as he has. He's probably been in some pretty high-pressure situations. But he looks visibly ill when you see him. When he first came into Formula One, he was this sort of like quite big American guy. You look at him now, he's really gaunt. You know, it's, He's lost a ton of weight somewhere. And you just wonder whether, is it just an age thing? Is it the pressure of running an entire like motorsport like Formula One? Though he used to run ESPN, didn't he? Oh, no, so, that's what I mean. I'm sure he's been in high-pressure yeah. situations. But um, I think that the, the difference with running ESPN might be the fact that when you tell people to do something, they do them. You don't have to negotiate with all the workers about how you're going to run your company. Mm, yeah. There's a difference if you're in a high-pressure environment and it goes your way. Yeah. If in Formula One, maybe he's getting, like you say, yeah. a bit more resistance that might take the toll. I suppose there's more conflicting interests in Formula One mm-hmm. than there are in television. Well, you can't you can't talk to anyone, I'd imagine. You know, if you're in that position, you want honest advice about what you're supposed to do. Everyone's honest advice is going to be completely honest for their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the, where do you go apart from Ross Braun? Yeah. Obviously, you can't exactly phone Bernie up and mm. expect him to tell you what he wants. I, I do think it's—I <laughs> do think someone like Toto would be ideal. I tell you what, who'll who'll be fucking ragging is um, Christian Horner. All he needed was Bernie to stick it out for another couple of years, <laughs> <laughs> or die instantly. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, Bernie I, will never die. He's more machine than man. <laughs> <laughs> Politically, <coughs> I don't see Toto going into a Formula One role without a good few years away from the sport. Can you imagine Christian Horner's reaction to Toto Wolff taking a year's gardening leave and then? I don't. Know, I don't. That, yeah, you I might mean, look, get look Christian all... Horner's thing, but why, why should why, why should Formula One or Toto Wolff give a fuck about Christian Horner's opinion? Well, I mean, look at all the kickoff when uh, I can't remember his name, but he left Renault to join the um, senior management in the FIA. Well, look at the. Uh, well, mm. what, no, that was the other way round. But look at yeah. the FIA yeah. to Renault. Yeah. Didn't, that was the didn't John Todd go from Ferrari to, to like head of the FIA? That that is true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think it matters. <laughs> it hasn't helped. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's an odd one, but I'm with you on this, Dan. I, I just don't... Th- There'll be, be out-and-out rebellion with, what, without a break. I don't know. I don't know about that. It depends how the other team bosses feel about Toto Wolff. And the, it's, the thing is... Well, Racing Point and Williams would be fine with it. 
Um, he'd have to. He owns a thirty percent share, doesn't he, in Formula One in the Formula One team? Yeah, Total Wolf. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got thirty percent. Lauda's got ten. Yeah. So I take it you'd have to give up thirty percent. Um, we'll look after it for him. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, Daimler have got a buyback option. Yeah. That if he leaves the team, they buy his shares off him immediately. I I don't know if that's unfortunate. No, unfortunate for us. We can't. Oh work. right, we can't. We, we, ca- we right. can't well, borrow them. Mean they wouldn't buy it back and then yeah. look for a new investor. Yeah. We could patrons yeah. do your stuff. <laughs> Don't know whether we have the capital. I, I've just just had an email. Hi, I am Toto Wolf of the Mercedes Formula One team. I would like you to look after twenty thousand million dollars worth of shares. <laughs> <laughs> You've also just had another email from your fiance saying, "Don't spend any money ever." <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think what would be nice for Toto if he did it is these jobs always tend to be filled by people that I think are too old for them. In the same way as I I really hope Ross Braun's doing a good job, but Ross Braun is at that age where you can't bank on him being around to do that job for a massive amount of time. Yeah. Whereas, how old's Toto? About, what, 52, something like that? I think he's only in his 40s. I I think he's he's a couple of years years younger than me. All right, okay, cool. Um, What have you been doing with your life, Paul? (laughs) Not running Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that he is tall and we do die younger. <laughs> but uh, Toto Wolf is 47. Oh, right. Okay. There, there you go. Good exactly call. a couple of years younger than yeah. me. Uh, um, two years and two days. Oh, right. Yeah, so I um, I can see it. And do you think of the uh, the financial incentive to do that too. Also, you've got... It's a job. It is job for life if you want it to be. Yeah. So I can I can see him. Well, no, because what um, what Liberty slash F one have said is um, the chief exec will be a hired position on a fixed term contract, and they will change bosses every every three years. Uh, isn't Jean Todd the boss of the FIA for, on a? Three, two, uh, two, three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they've now put in a two-term maximum on the FIA president. Yeah, but that, that 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 was already there. But Jean Todd got voted back in because nobody stood against yeah. him. But this is his last term, at least. Yeah, but only but because someone, he still, someone else one. still has yeah, to stand. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but that 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 rule was already in place when he got voted in again. We're all screwed. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's. I don't think stuff like that matters. Yeah, apparently, they're going to go to FIFA for advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, set Blatter in charge of Formula Ooh. One. But we'd rather somebody that's already involved in Formula One, surely. I think Alex Wurtz yeah. has said he would want to replace Sean Todd. Friend, friend of the show, Scarbs, as well. He, uh, he He's voiced his liking of the way Alex Wurtz and the cut of his said jib. <laughs> I don't think that would be a bad move. Mm. I don't know because I don't. I don't know Alex Vert. So these 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 guys are talking to them behind the scenes. I know what Toto Wolf says, you know. So I, I'd always. You know what he says publicly, and you've seen his desk. Yes, I've seen his desk. <laughs> um, so I I don't know. I like Toto Wolf. I think he's he's been a really good team boss in Formula One, and he seems to. He seems to have the the right attitude with the way the teams run, especially the way he lets his drivers go with each yeah. other. So he, I think he'd be a good guy. I think that I think other other bosses would respect him as well, and that might be one of the big keys here. Some would, but like you say, Horner, mm, whoever's in charge of Ferrari that week. I I almost think Ferrari are getting to the point where they don't have the clout that they used to have. Well, I've noticed that Ferrari 
have um, thrown up another sticking point in 2021 because F1 want to get rid of the Ferrari veto. Mm. Ferrari are trying to veto that decision. <laughs> yeah. They have to. They have to get rid of that. That you can't... You can't have a team that can say no to a rule when yeah. everyone mm-hmm. else can't do it. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's just... It, it's just Bernie Eccleston bollocks in the same way that we can't watch the Formula One channel in the UK. Bernie Eccleston bollocks. <laughs> The UK can, it's just the Isle of Man that can't. Yeah, they don't recognise us. Oh, no, no, no. Um, F1 TV now does work over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We can't get the live stuff, we just get the highlights. Yeah. I, I did look into that and then I realised the cost for what you actually get and oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all stick with Sky because we're all dead legal and everything. Mm. Um, right, next big story, which could be Tuesday news this week because the announcement is apparently due at any time that Zandvoort is going to be confirmed to take over uh, Spain's slot as the first European I race of the season. I think it's confirmed, or like the just before you came round. Um, no, it's, it, it's it, been it, announced that it's probably going to be uh, confirmed. It, right, it's, okay. Yeah, it's it's everyone seems to be talking about it like it's definitely happening, but uh, an official unveiling. And we, th- is and we think that's going to take over from Spain. It it's, will take the Spain slot, whether or not still, Spain is going to. I hope they still test in Spain, because I've always thought it was weird. Testing a race that you race at, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it's probably doesn't hurt. It doesn't. Um, it's probably why one of the reasons why that race was boring, you know, because there's so much information gathered about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hareth is still available for testing. Yeah, you know that that only seems to get used for that's that's a bike circuit these mm-hmm. days. But yeah. Well, I think that GP two, GP two, and GP three had a standalone meeting there a couple yeah. of years ago. Mm. But there's too many gravel traps there these days for Formula One cars, isn't there? Probably because the bikes yeah. are big into the gravel traps. Yeah. yeah. So I don't care. I mean, I'm one of those people. There's only like a few races that I really, really hope don't go away. I won't. I won't cry to see Spain go and let's get something new. As, lo- as long as it gets replaced with something that's actually a quality circuit and you get a decent race at it. And from a selfish point of view, in Europe at a decent hour, so you don't have to get up at <laughs> three in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I I, I hope we... Uh, seeing fucking Max's army at a home circuit would be a sight. Yeah. yeah. That is going to be nuts, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that would be the most orange that you've seen since Well the Night Out in Douglas. <laughs> you could have gone a different way with that joke and I'd have laughed heartily. Um, it's marches and such. No, they're going to hold the rest in May. Oh, just Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'm avoiding that one. <laughs> I've got a theory why, and I'll tell you when we're not recording. Right. Um,. But yeah, apparently the the, annou- the official announcement is going to take place at some point this week. But the head of the Circuit de Catalunya says that he's 90% complete on a deal with F1 to keep the Barcelona race on the calendar at a different point of the year. Oh, well. Science did say that there was no chance in an interview that weekend. Mm. So I, don't, I think there might just be a bit of politic in there from the circuit owner. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely one race coming off the... Definitely one race coming off the calendar at the end of this year because 
um, they're committed to only 21 races in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's 2021 when they can expand up to 25. I think they can expand if all the teams agree, don't they? But the teams have actually voted for only 21 next year. Mm. No, that's what I mean. But if, yeah. if another race comes up, they can vote on whether they do it or not. They're not tied. They're, they're not married to that No, Ferrari decision. said they only want 21, so that's all that's going to happen. We'll see. Might, <laughs> might, might, be, might be a Imola. So, um, yeah, there is a race coming off because Vietnam's coming in next year. Mm-hmm. So if Spain does manage to strike a deal to stay on the calendar, then that means we're going to be losing another one. Obviously, Me- Germany. Mexico's finished this year. Germany's only got a one-year deal. Silverstone is, isn't, might, might not be happening it's getting well, resurfaced we do know that much. well mexico is going isn't it mexico's mexico's gonna have to go well we've got our two races then if spain's going and mexico's going then it's all sorted there's also brazil which is moving to rio yeah although oh, according no. to if, sean bratches if the circuit gets built right but, yeah, but that's because their president's nuts now according to sean bratches um sao paulo has the contract for next year already signed and sealed Oh. And Formula One will only race in Brazil at Sao Paulo. Right, okay. Oh. At Interlagos. Mm. Um, I'd be sad to see Interlagos go. That's a good yeah. circuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to quote Alex Burtz again, because he now also owns a circuit design company, obviously not as big as uh, Herman Tilke Co. Mm. Um, he said it would be a bloody miracle to get a fully functioning circuit built within the six to seven month timescale that the Brazilian president is saying. How long did it take for India to do it? They, India did it in a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, and didn't they do a good job? <laughs> well, uh, it, it was fine it for was racing on. <laughs> yeah, the, pro- the problem is with what they're planning on building in Rio is they were... India, they just had some land and they mm. built on it. Same with Austin. Yeah. What they'd have to do in Rio is knock down the Olympic, the Olympic Park. Right, okay. So it's demolition as well. Yeah. Which that's gonna that's gonna take quite a bit of time to uh, to get sorted. It's amazing how quick things can be done when trading standards don't care about it. Going on all the disasters that Brazil had when they were building the Olympic and World Cup stadiums, mm. trading standards aren't there. That's what I mean. It's amazing what happens. It's amazing how quickly things can be done when human life doesn't matter. <laughs> have you have you ever seen Chinese build motorways? It's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I can't remember the country it was in. The uh, what was it the fifteen-story building that went up in something like four days? There yep. was a time-lapse video. Of yeah, it. it's crazy. But um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be um, it, they're going to be at loggerheads between the Brazilian president and uh, an F one for where the Brazilian Grand Prix is going to be held next year. Mm, weird. I think that's going to be one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, right, testing this week. Some um, interesting driver choices for the teams. Um, Of course, McLaren can't use Lando as a a young driver anymore. Now he's done three races, more than three races. Um, Alfa Romeo can't use Giovinazzi anymore. He's he's now not young. Russell can't do Williams. Russell can't do Williams. So they have got Nicholas Latifi in for both days. How much has he has his dad paid for that? Nicholas Latifi. Mm. I think he's really good. I, I think he's a good driver, but he will have brought a check with him. Yeah, I think he's going to have uh, he's going to drive that Williams for the end of the year in a race. Interesting. You I, reckon? Yeah, I think he's the like. I don't, I don't know if he's actually got the points. Yeah, he's, he could, he he can be a Formula One driver. He, I'm sure he's got the points. Should have looked this up. I I don't know that he has. I'll try. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll if if he hasn't, out. he's not far away. I think he might he might have Friday points, but they might have to make a special application. I think he's got enough for a 
uh, for an FP1. Right. Um, and Nikita Mazepin is going to be in the Mercedes. That's weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously he was Force India's regular test driver. And, well, but they, they need a young driver as well. And they, if they haven't got a young driver on the young dri- like a Mercedes young driver program, they've got to plug someone in because yeah. it's the rules. Yeah, I, think they, I think they were hoping to have Mick Schumacher this year, but then Ferrari got in there first. I, I don't know. I, I I don't even know if Mercedes would be would be that fussed. I don't know if anyone would be that fussed with Mick Schumacher. I see Ferrari doing it because of the uh, like it's a Ferrari decision. But I, Mick Schumacher just does not seem like the Formula One prospect at the moment. He's been thoroughly average in F two. Yeah. You know, there's been there's there's been more hype than performances. And when you've, I, 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 re, I really do think there might be some stock in what um, you Red Bull guy said in in F three or was it European F three they were in. You're, uh, who, who was this? Sorry, it was uh, you yeah, ticked him, wasn't it? Ticked yeah, him, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. In Did Schumacher beat three. him to the European F three championship? Yes, after yeah. after the, the summer break. Season, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he said it's awful weird how he all of a sudden just managed to be able to get on form. Mm. Um. It'd be interesting if he can do see if he do something like that in Formula Two, but um, there seems to be something weird. I mean, he's gonna be in Formula One. In you know, it's Nelson Piquet Junior. made it to Formula One, so he's gonna be there. Mm. So by my maths, uh, Nicholas Latifi has somewhere in the high twenties of super license points, so he's about ten short. Right. Okay. He should get that this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? Fifteen to be able to do an FP one. No, it's fifteen to do a test. Yeah. And 25, 20. 25 for FP one. Yeah. By my maths, he's got twenty four. But unless he might have done something, I don't know. About. I don't think I like this point system for drivers. There's far too much fucking counting involved. It's too for much. For, too much counting, and it's <laughs> if you're like. If you're good enough to be in the sport, you should be able to go in the sport. Especially if, if they're going to put an age bracket on it as well, so you, so you cut it off. Like, is it eighteen? It's eighteen. 18. Yeah. yeah. So they shouldn't need the point system in my eyes. But they they're always able to say, look, this guy hasn't got the points, but mm. can he drive anyway? Aren't they? I don't know. Is that, is that but, a um, thing? Kubica has an exception for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Because oh, right, he has okay. been yeah, before because yeah. he's had one before, but obviously he doesn't have points from the last so, so however no, many it, years. It, as long as there's the exception rule, it yeah. makes sense. Oh, that's to me. okay. I didn't realise it was an exception rule. I do see what I don't like is is that when you've got drivers out there like uh, Dan Tictum that seem to be a good, you know, a good driver that can't get into Formula One because mm-hmm. he hasn't got enough points, but um, Lance Stroll has got enough points and he's uh, he's able to be in Formula One and be completely under average because he mysteriously won European F3 probably yeah <laughs> I'm beginning to say, is that run by FIFA or the FIA <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it's it's just it's something that great Tommy if you're good enough to be in Formula 1 and a team want to hire them you should be allowed you know if, if, if this same bollocks went on they wouldn't have had Max Verstappen in when they got him in well, what were the same when they changed it round? It was because of um, because of the way that Verstappen got brought in. Mm. I mean, he's why it's eighteen plus now because yeah. they didn't like that he was seventeen, which is really weird because his... he worked. <laughs> 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 I don't think it would have hurt to keep him out of Formula One for another year, like. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, remember when? Um, remember back to two thousand, Jensen Button's first season. Mm-hmm. 
won British F3. Is he too young and too inexperienced for yep. F1? Yeah. Kimi was too young when he yeah. started. Yeah. Felipe Massa was too young too, if I remember rightly. <laughs> yeah, he just he just had plenty <laughs> plenty of backing and it got him into a yeah. Sauber and oh shit, he can actually drive it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bloody difficult to call. There are some, there are some drivers that are perfectly perfect will be perfectly capable of driving an F1 car and doing well in F1 that aren't allowed to. Yeah, I think it's more more and more to we've got I don't know whether it's because of the the whole the whole wealth thing where you've got so many like so few people with so much money yeah. that can have, have that ability to do a Lance Stroll thing. What would you like to do Lance? Oh, Daddy, I'd like to be a racing driver. You know, it's, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we can make you a racing driver. That's fine. So I don't know whether there's a lack of natural talent making its way up through the ranks because of these people with a like massive backing behind them. I mean, that could be a, could be an issue of getting the people that deserve to be in Formula One in Formula One. I mean, look at George Russell. He's got there completely on talent because I mean, he said he said it himself to us. God, I'm name dropping, but well, I I know he's the, not got massive talent because I'm related to him. <laughs> yeah. No, he's got the talent. He didn't Sorry, have, but, he, didn't, he, he didn't have the cash. Yeah, but I meant to say backing then. Yeah, and yeah. it was only it was only through him being noticed, yeah, and what he was doing in karting and lower formulas, yep. that Mercedes Picked got an up. interest in him. Yeah, and I mean, again, same same with Lando Norris. Same same with Lewis and Jensen as well. Right. Um, I don't know. Ron Dennis grew Lewis in a test tube. <laughs> um, well, he met Lewis when he was very young, mm. but you know, it's you. You were still had Lewis and his dad living in a one-bedroom flat when yeah. he was yeah. karting. You know, it's well. Didn't Lewis say that he wanted to take wanted to take up um, wanted to take up karting because it was going to be better than remote controls because he wanted to drive it himself and see where he was going. Yeah, and he was destroying everybody in remote control cars, and he was only about eight at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's. It's, yeah, I think it's harder. It must be harder for drivers now, just because Formula One does seem to be even more the the Monaco kids play thing. You look at super license and points as well. If you're not at the sharp end of a series, you need to be in sort of two or three series. So you're mm. racing every weekend, different parts of the world. If you don't have a lot of backing, that's quite an expensive thing. You can't thing. do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's the season of Formula Two? It's Something like quarter of a million pounds, half a million pounds. Mm, about that. That. It's about that, yeah, and it's about half that for F three, which is still a hell of. You still yeah. need a hell of a lot behind you. Should it be the t- price of a house in the UK? Yeah. yeah. Should the super license come with a test <laughs> instead? Then should there be an aptitude test of re- reaction speeds to like a um, racing conduct, and then a said car in which you have to lap within a certain delta. Now this is inter- this is what the W series did to pick their drivers. They got like sixty of them and put them all in the same cars over mm-hmm. a couple of days and picked the ones that tested best. Which, so yeah, very I'll- new series. Don't know how it's going really, but mm. but of course the, pro- the problem is with having it on ability. There are some teams that need the the mega bucks that the drivers bring in. Williams needed the Stroll money. They need the Kubica money this year. And the Latifi money. And the, Latif- yeah. and the Latifi money. You know, McLaren have got the Latifi's dad money behind <laughs> the whole of the company. So, and of course, Red Bull took Verstappen on because Yoss was going to take somebody outside and twat him if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Int- intimidation works, man. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, I mean, it is. You're right. It is getting harder for the for the talent to come through when seats are getting bought like that. But saying that, that's always been a case because there's always been the god awful pay drivers that have come through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, even Fernando Alonso had backing to get into Formula One. There's nothing wrong with having backing to to be to be in. You know, all drivers have a sponsor somewhere along the lines. Hmm. I mean, look at look at when Damon Hill raced for Arrows. Uh, Pedro Diniz in the other car was paying Damon's salary. Yeah, but Pedro Diniz wasn't bad. As but far that, as that was the thing. He was go. up to that point. He'd been one of the best pay drivers that was out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was I was shocked when I read in F1 Racing that he was paying for his seat still at that point in Arrows. I mm. I thought he'd been taken on on merit. Yeah, crazy. But Sergio it? Perez comes with a lot of sponsorship. Got his infamous backers, mm. yeah, <laughs> and of course Maldonado dropped out because Venezuela, the Venezuelan government changed, and they ran out of money yeah. and stopped paying for him. And his broken parts, yeah, mm. which I think ended up costing more money. Yeah, than, that's, yeah. that's the thing he needed he backing, in. didn't he? Yeah. I mean, another another driver that's testing this week is backing by Autofix. <laughs> Apparently, you couldn't get quicker than a quick foot fitter. <laughs> yeah, another driver that's testing this week that has run out of money before is Nick Yellowley, who is testing for Racing Point. He, I had to look him up. I yeah. couldn't remember his deal, but he is currently racing in, is it the Chinese Touring Car Championship? No, it's Chinese GT. Chinese GT. Chinese it's the famous Formula One feeder series. I, I looked this up. Chinese Touring Car was the one where the, yes. the safety pickup yes. truck took out the two leaders. I had to look this up because I didn't know it was a thing. They've got three drivers in that series that have the gold license, and he's one of them. So he is one of the most talented drivers in this particular wow. formula. And I think he gets that by dint of doing <laughs> one half day of testing for Williams in 2016. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> he's, he's done, I think he's done GP2 and he's done GP3. Yeah, and I think, all think that he, had a, he had a GP2 season. Um, what else have we got? Non-F1 drivers doing the test. Antonio Fuoco testing for Ferrari. Because mm-hmm, um, he is a young driver. He is he? an official young driver. Mm-hmm. Um, the other Ferrari, One of the other Ferrari young drivers, Callum Eilert, he's going to be in the Alfa Romeo this time. I'll be interested to see how he does because he is one of the most up and down performing drivers on the F2 grid, <laughs> and was on was in GP3 last year. Yeah, I I still think I still think you'll find a Schumacher and Alpha next year. The name the name on the list of of drivers that catches my eye um, as someone who's not usually in an F1 car is Pietro Fittipaldi for Haas because we were talking earlier about how Haas need new drivers. Mm. Mm. There's one. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's not his first rodeo either. He's test- he tested for them um, pre-season. Pre-season, yeah. he actually got half a day extra where Grosjean concussed himself because <laughs> he went off. But yeah, if if he's good, that creates a problem for one of the Haas incumbents. Do they not need Haas? Would need a proper like lead driver though. I think mm. as well. You know, they they need an experienced head that's. But yeah, if they can get in someone as a rookie, yeah. then they've got a bit more money available for... Mm. I imagine he comes with a bit of money as well. I mean, would would you think of K-Mag as being a number one driver? No, or, or Grosjean. Wouldn't, wouldn't call him a team leader. <laughs> no. Nah. Maybe in a call centre. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's back to the, what the hell do Haas do? We're, do? we're doing this more than Alonso this year. Yeah. I think we might see it a lot more too. Yeah. Uh, it says Pato Award next on it. We t- touched on him a little bit because he's been signed to the Red Bull program. Um, this is going to give Red Bull a massive advertising opportunity at the Indy 500, if nothing else. Yes, mm. they hadn't labelled him up by this weekend. We noticed he still had his own helmet. 
and he still had his own name on the rear wing of the car. He's actually been sponsoring himself. Yeah, he's he's going to get branded, I suspect, by the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, are we going to are we going to see him in um, in an F one car at the uh, Hungary? Well, the post Hungary test. Uh, I guess it depends what the Indy schedule is. Yeah, that might that one might be worth looking <laughs> up. I'm ex it's I'm excited. Possible, or are they going to give Tictum more time? Tictum's in this time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Tictum's in this week. He's testing alongside Pierre Gasly. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of it comes down to how Tictum does in Super Formula, and at the moment, that's well, not. I good. suppose they can put Tictum in the Red Bull and award in the in the Toro Rosso. Yeah, that's the thing. That, I mean, they've got effectively they've got a possibility of um, four cars to play with because if they do if they're volunteering to do work for Pirelli, yeah, then they can have two cars on track at the same time per team. So you never know, but I'm, I mean, I'll be interested to see what Paso Award can do because he's he's looked good in IndyCar from what I've seen so far this season, apart from his kind of cock up on Saturday. Still ended up having an okayish race. Yeah, though. Rescu rescued himself pretty well after that. He was great in Indy Lights last year. He looked good in the Race of Champions. Um, this could this could be uh, this could be the next driver to come through to F1 that actually makes a bit of a splash. And right. I've just checked the calendars he has got a week off during Hungary So there is the potential there. You heard it speculated here first <laughs> uh, What else have we got? The Schumacher movie I think we've, we've already mentioned that Craig Scarborough is going to be on next week so we can move we past that one. Yeah. yeah apparently there's a documentary on Michael Schumacher coming out uh, at some point this year Looks like it's going to be one of the um, sort of center type ones but with new interviews with people around him as well, mm -hmm. um, worth keeping an eye on for that because that, that's going to be that's going to be a good watch. Be interesting if there's a lot of behind the scenes Benetton and Ferrari stuff that they've managed to get their hands on. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think I think I think it depends. It, I think it depends what your sort of preconceived ideas of Schumacher are. I suppose. Well, that's the thing you. You got he had a very good media team behind him, and you got what they said. If there's any sort of candid stuff in the garage, mm. that no, but I mean more. More, it depends how what you feel about his racing and what how he how he went about it, and had then how honest that film is about the way he went about it. Mm. You know, if, if they happen to skip over driving clean into Damon Hill and Jack Villeneuve, for instance. Or the fact that the Benetton looked like it might have been cheating. And they, um, you know, if, if we just gloss over this stuff and go, oh, wasn't Michael wonderful? Looked like it to everyone apart from, well, Max Mosley. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I I, I, think I think there's potential for it to be good if we get a no-holds-barred Watts and all kind of thing. Mm. That's, that's the kind of film that I'd be looking forward to seeing. But if it's just hagiography just saying... This guy was the best ever. Yeah. yeah, that won't be worth watching. No, yeah, bit like Mick Schumacher's career. There's potential. Let's just see if it gets fulfilled. <laughs> 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 On that note, shall we shunt it? Yes, let's do it. No theme, no theme tune this week. But we've had requests for the theme tune to come back, so we're going to record one and use it as a drop in. <laughs> now, Niska wants us to do a screaming death metal version. Apparently, oh, that'll be that. exciting. I was going to say, I've got, I've got I've, uh, as I've, an indie kid, definitely. We can do that. As a, scream, <laughs> as a screaming metal fan, I'm well up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is this week's from? Uh, this is one is by Stephen Colbert. Is it called Colburn? Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I've had a load of people message me 
saying we use mine this week and uh Stephen was the first one so that's why I'm using <laughs> this so uh yeah but thanks for like you you are on the list there so <laughs> don't I'll get I'll get there just keep sending regular reminders oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you might have if um if I'm do, if me and Sean are doing an extra show with Sean mm-hmm. before Canada find the hardest ones possible and send them over absolutely <laughs> Although you won the last one against Sean. I did, actually, somehow. I was born. Great start. In 1985. Okay, so Hamilton. I have (laughs) driven alongside drivers such as Sebastian Vettel and Sergio Perez. Not Hamilton. Not Hamilton, so let's have a think. Um, Sebastian Bourdais? Could be. When would he have driven alongside Perez. Uh, Perez. Well, he he. Bordet came through sort of American, didn't he? He came. Th- he was in IndyCar before he was in Toro Rosso. Yeah. So he may have encountered. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. I have been part of the Renault driver program. I would like a guess. Okay. Um. Let's. Never really followed Young Driver programs up until about no, last No, they've, three, they've uh, not been a big whoop years. really up until quite recently, have they? Um, no, no. I had half a brainwave then, but no. You might be in with a shout with Bordet. I think that's probably the best thing that we've got at the minute. I don't know that he would have been. Well, actually, no, he's French, isn't he? So he might have been in the Renault Young Driver program. Yeah. 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 Go, go, go with Bordet first. I am exactly six foot. That's very specific. <laughs> he is quite tall, isn't he? He is one of the taller ones. Yeah. yeah. So yep. That okay. I've been part of the McLaren Young Drivers Program. Hmm. How tall is Gary Paffett? <laughs> I think Gary Paffett's quite short. Oh, talking of which, McLaren are using Oliver Turvey as a young driver this week. <laughs> How tall is Oliver Turvey? I don't know, but he's 32. So <laughs> it, it's, we're not talking about so him not now. Him. It's not him. Um, yeah. Um, Gary Puff is sweary. <laughs> Many people would recommend a name change on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, so who who has a funny Twitter name? Is it the guy you were talking about before? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the guy I was talking about before. <laughs> do you need a guess on this one? Uh, no, this is number six. Yes, I do. No. This is number six. I do. Flying through the clues. Um, so someone who was on the McLaren Young Driver program that would explain how they drove with Perez potentially if it was someone who was knocking around circuit that time so 20 that would be 2011 when Perez was there uh what about, was he was Perez a McLaren Young Driver no it was a Ferrari it was a Ferrari Young Driver yeah I'm going to rush it. Heike Kovalainen. How old is he, do we think? Possibly about the right age. Because he came through Renault, didn't he? And then he ended up at McLaren. 
Obviously, he wasn't at McLaren as a young driver. He was out there as a driver, but maybe he's not he counted had... as a human being anymore. He's turned he into not... a being of pure energy, and just now and again, he embodies himself in Bottas. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Would he be? He'd be about the right age. The I right think. kind of age. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I joined Twitter in two thousand and nine. Isn't that when most people join? Yeah, that's, that's, that's when it got popular, wasn't it? <laughs> I made my F1 debut in 2012. Right, not so Coverline and All Board Day. 2012. Um, Who debuted in the 2012 season? Um, so is it? This is the third of the battle years, isn't it? 2012. Yeah. Um, This is this is tough. <laughs> this is Can you repeat the question about driving alongside Vettel and Perez? Just want to hear these. Is it oh words. is it is it Hulkenberg? Uh, I have driven alongside drivers such as Sebastian Vettel and Sergio Perez. He was Perez's teammate for a little while. Yeah. Um they would have come through that were they both Formula BMW? Yes, they were. And he had the year at Williams and then a year out and then came back. And he's, and done he's tall. race of champions and he's tall. as a German. Yes. Yes. And he is he is a tall boy, isn't nice he? Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's where we're at. My highest finish was fourteenth oh sorry, my highest F one finish was fourteenth. Not Hulkenberg. Every time I think I've come out with a sensible idea, something else gets. So we're, look, right. we're looking at someone shit. So we're looking at somebody who was in one of the backmarker teams. Yes. <laughs> uh, There's two nines. That's all right. Give mm. us a minute to do some maths. <laughs> um. Uh, so the, you, you're on question nine, aren't you? Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know. I've lost count. Um, so, was 2012 when HRT Caterham and uh, Virgin came in. I think that was the year before. But all all the three crap teams were still going in twenty twelve. So, yeah. so this could be um, Bruno Senna, or would he have been the year before? Did he come in with HRT? Um. Yeah, because he had a year at HRT and then he was at Williams in 2012. Yes. With Maldonado. Um, HRT would be such an unfortunate name for a Formula One team right now. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, it did transition into not being a Formula One team. That is true. (laughs) Their their, um, hospitality bus is like, has been converted into some kind of holiday home somewhere in Spain. Like it's it holiday a, apartments or what, something. Was it, a, was it a van and now it's a boat? I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Um, it was a double-decker and now it's two single-deckers. <laughs> so um, who, would, who would have come in? Would it have been like who else drove Arthur Peak? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Oh, you are dredging. I am dredging, dredging some then. shit up here. Um, would you like your last clue? I don't think... D- I don't think it's going to might help. be thinking of Charles, Charles, Charles Peake. Peak. Arthur, Arthur only got as brother. far as GP2, yes. didn't he? I am famous for my Twitter quotes. Guido oh, Vandergaard. Guido Vandergaard. I'm the Guido Vandergaard. <laughs> I, had to scr- I had to scramble then because one of the questions, uh, the actual question number six was, 
I have been contracted for two two Formula One teams at one one point. I'm not saying that. I might as well say that's, I'm Guido van der Yeah, that's yeah. that's quite <laughs> a good clue. That's uh, and uh, then the the I had two nines, um, and number ten was supposed to be. I raced for Caterham in 2013, narrowing it down to two people. Remember, <laughs> remember, people, we, we want clues here that might test people and not give them the names. Like, so, so how do you get a total shunt into you? Tweet me in a private message at a total shunt. And you can get the rest of us. The whole show is at Three Legs for Wales. Um, I'm at Sean Cowper. I'm at Dan Dankleton. I am at Pablo 100. And Chris is at Flood 21. Shall we do Formula Lee? Yeah. I'm just looking up what Guido van der Gaard's Twitter name is and why should he change it? I just thought it was G van der Gaard. He is just yeah. G van der Gaard, yeah. Kind of gives it away who he is. Uh, right, this fifth Formula Lee challenge of the season was a lap of Spain in the wet, in a McLaren. And um, I will put my hands up and say, sorry. I, re- <laughs> I really shouldn't have done that one. <laughs> There was no grip whatsoever. There was a lot of sideways, and um, Sean, you will vouch for it. There was a lot of swearing. From what I saw of your efforts, there were yeah. there were problems along the way. Yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go for issues. Um, time you needed to get into the top twenty was one thirty three point seven oh six, and the ones that did it in twentieth was Paul Large Simon. In nineteenth, uh, Ben Raguska. 18th was Pete Bull, 17th Ross Tudnam, 16th was Joe Marsh, uh, where are we, 15th Marcel Streak, 14th was Ricky Worrell, 13th Julian McMahon Hyde, and Seek, I had to do that one before you did. I wouldn't have done that one. Like hell. <laughs> uh, 12th was Daniel Landevoy, 11th Vyche Camping, 10th Matthew Morrison, 9th Elliot Smith, 8th, Santerio Nasty. 7th, Rob McLowan. 6th, Michael J. Keller. In 5th was Kyle Armstrong. 4th, Alessandro Popolani. Joint 2nd to the thousandth of a second, and you, uh, we couldn't even give 2nd place to the one who sent it in earliest because they both did the times on the same day with 131.841 between them. Ayrton Antonucci and Bradley Chambers. And winning this one with a time of 131.800 was Chris Olby. Well done, Chris. If you want to see how you did and you were outside the top 20, they will be up on the website. And uh, we're going to need a Monaco challenge. So I reckon, we've not done a Red Bull this season, and we'll have a dry race. So Monaco... Monaco is impossible. (laughs) It's impossible in the way. Uh, you've got until 7 o'clock UK time on the 27th, the day after the race. I've got the right date. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was just yeah, checking. It, that, mon- that's Monday the 27th. Um, right, I think that, that does it for this week, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We will have Craig Scarborough on next week, all being well. Uh, we'll be previewing Monaco, we'll be looking back at the testing. And with Scarves on, it's going to be a bit of a uh, technical special show. I can't wait to get Scarves back on, because I missed them on last time. Yeah, you were um, you were imitating Mick Foley on a hospital bed. Busy dying. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. Your beard's still ginger. No, like everything else, though, I couldn't be bothered finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're going to finish the show now. Yeah. Thank, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir.